Welcome to Inside the Mortgage Mind, a Zenix podcast where you'll hear stories from professionals throughout the industry, from new LOs to CEOs, about their journey to achieving success. We hope these stories inspire and energize you to take your business to the next level. All right, Danny, you're going to have to make okay, Haranyi. Did I do it right? That's right. Yeah. Excellent there you go. pronunciation. There you go. Yeah. Nailed it. I keep thinking my Puerto Rican heritage because my, both my parents are Puerto Rican that I can pronounce all these foreign names. But what's the origin of Haranyi? Uh, it's Hungarian. It's actually a really common name in, in Hungary. My really? grandfather was from Hungary. Yes. Okay. Sort of like Cunningham's really common name, right? <laughs> I'm Mrs. Yeah. C from Happy Days. What's that? I'm Mrs. C from Happy Days. Oh, nice. <laughs> you don't even know what it. Happy Days is? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not that young. <laughs> well, what a privilege it is to have some time with you. Well, mean, I'm honored to be here. This is this is very exciting. I am like a huge fan of so many of your people in your company uh, that I have. Um, I, I just got to tell you, you're attracting quality, quality loan officers and leaders. So let's um, let's talk a little bit about how you're doing that, and maybe by can you define your culture like. Um, if, if I'm an outsider, which I am right now looking in, describe what it's like to work for you. Well, Casey, I think that uh, that's a fantastic question. And I think that, um, the results that you're describing, right. The people that we're attracting, the way I would describe them is leaders and teachers that are Mm -hmm. mission driven. And, you know, we have a couple of, of sayings that we say inside of, of the company. One of them is patriots, not mercenaries. And mm. mer- patriots win wars, right? Mercenaries, right? They, they'll, they'll move and change sides at any time. Mm. And we've been extremely, extremely vigilant into, you know, how we're approaching um, our attraction of people. Sure. Uh, and, you know, when... One of my good friends, uh, Rene Rodriguez, um, he he says that everything we do either honors our past or heals our past. Mm. And the, you know, when my business partners and I got together and said, you know, hey, we want to we want to start something that's a little bit different and create an environment where, you know, entrepreneurs can really thrive and local brand ambassadors that are focused on the client experience in their local market, you know, where they're going to see their customers you know, at the grocery store or at the Little League game, not just helicoptering their advice in from Michigan or wherever they, you know, they would normally sit. Uh, That, you know, that was a healing of our past because we all worked at, you know, places where that wasn't always the case, right? That the line Mm -hmm. of quality, you know, wasn't necessarily held in terms of the, the expectation for what a customer should be experiencing, the level of advice that they should be given. So we, we set out to, essentially hold a very high standard of client experience. And based on that, we essentially just put out the word that, you know, if you believe these things about the client and about your business and about the mortgage industry in general, um, and you hold yourself to a standard of education, credibility, reliability, intimacy with your clients, right? That you're willing to do the work to understand who they are, what they need, not just what they want then you can be here. And if you don't believe those things, then there's plenty of great companies you can work at, right? You know, we we are not the only great company out in the market, but we're the one that's going to hold these standards. Um, Mm. And 
it's been, I'll, I'll be really, you know, transparent with you, Casey. It's been hard. Um, you know, we've had to, to, uh, you know, turn away some really, really, you know, high producing individuals with, with, you know, kindness and, and empathy turn, turn away sure. because they just didn't believe those things. But we felt it was in, in, you know, it would be out of integrity if we compromised on that mission, especially so early in our growth. You know, it's really interesting that you say that because I'm going to go back for a moment. You're building a brand. You're building a new brand, hoping to attract, and I just love the description of it, those that have a high standard for a client experience. But it's really interesting because not I'm going to say not um, many businesses will turn away top producers or good producers. Um, But I've always said, because I remember being in sales, realizing that my performance, of course, I could control it, but I certainly hope that the guy that worked to me on the left or the right, the other salesperson had the high standards because the brand was at stake. I didn't want to say I work for so-and-so and they go, oh, but if you say me, they go, oh, that's good. But it really matters. And it matters in such a big way that you'll even attract more talent when you have higher standards, right? People will, I always say, they'll rise to the occasion of the standards that you create. And if you have low standards, you'll get them. So you get what you, know, you allow, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of uh, one of my favorite quotes from, from Jocko is you get what you tolerate. Yeah. 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 Um, and that, that's, uh, you know, I found that to very much be true in my life. And there's another element there too, Casey, which you're really kind of touching on, which is when people are around uh, others that inspire them, they play mm-hmm. up, right? Oh. Like a, 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 a B plus will operate like an A when they're surrounded by other A's because it becomes it becomes normalized, right? That abnormal behavior of a top performer, of somebody that really shows up big, that abnormal behavior becomes normalized and then average becomes abnormal and people play up because they wanna be in that tribe of people that are executing at a really high level. Absolutely. And when that when that magic takes over, you know, that momentum of that takes over, it's really, really fun to see how it all plays out. Well, I'm, I'm, I've always been an advocate. A players will attract A players, but B, A players can attract B and bring them up. But, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I came from an organization before I opened uh, Xenix and uh, I joined an organization that was just like that. High standards. Everybody was, uh, I would say, good, if not great producers. And if you came in and you were subpar, you you upped your game. But think about it in sports, because I'm a big athlete, right? You go onto an A team. If you're a B player, you're going to get better. But if you're, you know, if you go onto a team that's really not wanting to win, doesn't have high standards, doesn't practice hard, etc., you get lazy and your skills uh, deteriorate. So to me, um, and that's the beauty of what you guys are doing, that high standards, high caliber, you're going to continue to attract those. So let me ask you, so you, how long have you been, uh, how long ago did you start and what have you learned in that short period of time? So I joined uh, Celebrity Home Loans in October of 2020. Okay. And we, we started Neo Home Loans uh, in December of 2020. Okay. Uh, so the what's interesting is that you know those two companies are really um, united in this synergistic partnership. So you know when I think of our our operation, it's hard for me to kind of separate those two you know out from each other. Uh, sure. But when I think about the the mortgage execution side of the equation, that's really the neo home loans side. So when you know when you when you're referencing people you know like Lori, uh, you know and and others. 
um, you know, th- they're wearing the kind of Neo Jersey, but inside of the, the celebrity umbrella, which can get yeah. kind of confusing. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's really a powerful partnership that allows everybody to kind of run in, in what we call our genius zones. Mm. So question of what, what have I learned in that time? Um, a handful of things. One is uh, starting a business is very hard. Uh, and as somebody who is really just at the end of the day, a loan officer at heart, um, that's where I spent the vast majority of my career. Uh, and I don't know if you know this about loan officers, Casey, but largely we're very optimistic um, and we have very short-term memories for pain. And that that served me very well in my time as an originator because it allowed me to go through the cycles, the monthly cycles of, you know, production, rejection, production, rejection. And and the feedback loop as a loan officer is almost daily, right? You know, if you're going to win or lose the day based on, did you make your calls? You know, did you convert that lead? Did you do the work you needed to do with your referral partners to make sure that you were, you know, connected with them and getting what you needed from them? But as a business owner, you have influence, not control. And your feedback loop goes from daily to quarterly or annually, or in some cases, even over decades. And you know this from having, you know, run a very successful business for for a a long period of time. So it is hard. It takes a lot of work. um, And there were a lot of things that, that I didn't know as a loan officer coming in to, you know, being an executive and, and a business owner. Um, fortunately, one of the things that I I feel is um, really served me well throughout my entire life is that I, uh, I believe in the power of mentorship. I believe mm-hmm. in surrounding myself with people that know a lot of stuff that I don't know. Um, and that has made all the difference in the world. So what I learned, in addition to the fact that there was much more that I didn't know than I did know is that I had surrounded myself with all the right people uh, mm-hmm. to fill in those gaps and to bring me up the curve so that it would be possible for us to succeed. You know, something you just said, I, I might do a slight um, adjustment. You said uh, loan officers are eternal optimists and they have short-term memory for pain. I'm going to say good loan officers because if you think <laughs> the ones that are, might be struggling listening in right now going, the market's hard. And I'm like, uh, I, I was actually in a conversation yesterday, and I'm curious as to your position, but uh, it was with an executive who said it's really hard right now. And I said, is it hard or is it different? Because it was hard last year, wasn't it? I mean, did you work in a different manner? It was hard to keep with all the volume challenges, et cetera. And now it's a different type of hard. So it's a different skill set. It's a different mindset. And if you go into it with the mindset, it's hard, it will be. If you go in the mindset with this is an opportunistic time, I mean, man, you get to sharpen your skills. The tide's gone out. So now you're exposed. You know what you need to refine before, uh, I'm going to say, you flourish again. Anyway, what is, what's your position right now based on the market conditions? Oh, Casey, I could go. This is, this is going to be a, a, a deep rabbit hole. Okay. Because I agree with everything you just said, but I'm going to elaborate on a couple of points, right? So- um, I'll, I'll end or I'll, I'll start with kind of the end, which is this market, if if you intend to be in this business for the next five to 10 years, okay. it's critical for you as an, any originator listening to this to realize this is likely the new normal. These cycles of extreme volatility, extreme scarcity, which is what I would call our current situation. There's a perfect storm of you know, low inventory, increasing interest rates, you know, uh, challenging affordability in many markets, you know, mm-hmm. perfect storm for, 
you know, volumes to, to kind of drop down to, you know, kind of unprecedented levels, right? If you kind of look at kind of the modern era of mortgage, uh, this is happening for you, not to you. Mm, love and that. Changing, changing that mindset of what can I learn from this? How can I take advantage of the situation? Because you can't change it. You can't change it, right? It's Unless you have hundreds of units of inventory in your local market that you can suddenly release into the wild, right? You're, <laughs> you're not going to be, be able to change it. So understanding how you can retool your business to both manage through these times and the times of massive abundance. Because here's, here's what I know. You lock in a 2.5% interest rate, you're going to be able to serve that family one time. And if you do a really good job, you're going to continue to give them advice over 30 years. But that advice is largely going to be to honor your commitment to serve them with that advice. The, the chances of any activity, right, economic activity for your business outside of ancillary referrals, which you should get if you're you know, managing your client's debts, um, you're not going to refinance that loan, right? I'm just going to be direct about it anytime soon. You lock a five and a half percent interest rate. If you believe what I believe about these cycles, right? Sometime in the next three years, you'll there'll be a downslope. And I don't know if it's three years. I don't have a crystal ball, but I expect that's a pretty safe bet. You're going to go from five and a half to four seven five to four to three two five, all the way back down to two point five. If that is in fact where we you see a floor, the economic value of a client today is so much higher than it was mm. eighteen months mm. ago, right? And missing that point, right? Missing the for you aspect of this is, it's just a, it's a shame. And I see it happening all the time. The other thing that I'll offer, which I think um, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's just a reality of, of the kind of, and and I fell into this trap in 2016. This is, this is kind of the last time I went through this, that, you know, I I was, I didn't have the opportunity to, to enjoy the abundance of 2020 as, as an originator, but from 2016 to 17 and then into 18, this was the, the last time this kind of little event happened. And then it kind of, the, the wave has, has started to, you know, accelerate in amplification. Um, I felt a lot of shame about my, uh, my production and my income from 16 to 17, mm. um, because I believed that the 16 market, and I'm going to say that there are, I'm going to change this to more present tense. I believe there's originators out there that are 100% sure that the 2020 market and the income they received then and the 2021 market, the income received them is the new normal for them, that they were 100% responsible for that. And that that is the, the new high score, you know, on the, on the game. And if they don't hit that high score again, that they should feel shame. And they also believe that 2022 is their fault, right? That this is mm-hmm. happening to sure. them. And, and, and because of the fact that that score is going down, right? Incomes down, productions down, maybe it's a little bit hard to keep, you know, all the team members together, uh, that, that that's their fault. The only thing that's in your control are the daily activities that are, are fundamental to drive your business. And if you're, if you're doing those consistently every single day, you should put your head on the pillow and sleep well, because you will come back out on the other side of this stronger than ever. But if you weren't doing the things you needed to do in 2020, because the money was just falling out of the sky and the deals were easy to get and you, and you let your skill set atrophy, and now you're here today, not doing the fundamental work you need to do to bring your business, you know, out of this market in a really healthy way. 
then I would take a really look, you know, strong look in the mirror and say, what can I be doing differently today myself, things in my control to make that happen? Because so, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that your income's down. And it, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, say something that's probably controversial. It wasn't your fault that you made a bunch of money in 2020 and 2021. <laughs> it was the market's fault. Well, it's quite often we want to take credit when it's good, but we don't want to take credit when it's bad. So and I always say I challenge leaders with that, too. When the market's really good, look what we're doing. And then it goes down and they go, well, it's not my fault. I'm like, it's we own it. But here's the part that that I heard you say, and I hope everybody heard the one key word that was so important because you said you can measure, you can control your own activity. But the word you said was consistent. It's the guy that's like, I'm going to work really hard today. And then the next day they fall short and then they go a little more the next day and then they do it again. And the consistent is the key is that you can't miss a day because it adds up and it actually shows. I mean, listen, I watch salespeople all over country and the consistency is the key. The top performers who, and I love the way you said it, they're doing it for you. I always say you don't have to, you get to. So I like it. They're they're doing that. This is for you, not to you. And take advantage of this time because when it is flourishing, it's really hard to sharpen the skills and to do and get the relationships and to go deep. All right. So you've learned a lot in two years. I guess it's been right at two years because I heard you yeah. say 2020. All right. So you've learned a lot. You're shaping a culture. Uh, I think I've got a good understanding just by this little time with you about your culture. Uh, let's talk about leadership because leadership shapes culture. I mean, the reality is, is it begins at the top. Always, no matter how you look at it. I think it's the fish rots from the head down. So um your leadership style and the and the style in the company, um, what what are the attributes or that you think are important to shape the culture that you have for you you and your, and the leaders? So, um, uh, you know, again, at the risk of of creating confusion, which I I know is possible here, I'm gonna, I'm going to actually reference both. Um, you know, kind of brand entities, um, and you know, the celebrity brand and the and the neo brand have a have a tremendous amount of overlap when it comes to to leadership values. So, one aspect is that the leaders that are in place in both organizations have actively produced loans okay. recently uh, mm. and at a high level. Um, Dave Robnett, um, the CEO of Celebrity, Mike Stoddard, the president of Celebrity, Craig Strength, the head of production of Celebrity. Craig's still actively producing um, as, a, as a loan officer, in addition to being the chief production officer. And then the, the partners of NEO, uh, you know, Ryan Grant, Josh Metal, Chris Ledley, um, you know, my, my business partners, all, you know, very high, high level uh, producers. So, um, and what's important about that is not the fact that the production happened. What's important about that is empathy. Right, the ability to put yourself in the shoes of that person, to know that um, when somebody says frantically with fear in their eyes, "Hey, the moving van's coming," that that actually is happening, right? And that the the energy and and the care for that family is real for that originator, right? And being able to slow down enough to say, "Hey, this isn't just a number. This is somebody who is you know packing up all their stuff in a truck, and they need somewhere to sleep tonight. We have to take." massive action, uh, it's really hard to kind of bring that perspective if you haven't been in those shoes and you haven't felt sure. that fear, you know, and and had that own that fear in your eyes yourself. So I think that is that is a huge um, testament. Um, the, the other piece is the this commitment to improving communities through financial literacy. 
So what's interesting about that just cause or or mission that is shared across the the enterprise, right? It's it's celebrities' mission, and and it's certainly the the mission of of Neo is that when if you actually go back and test through uh, you know observing uh, content produced even a decade ago uh, sure. by some of these leaders, it was consistent consistently in that messaging of education as a differentiator and providing lifetime value to a client in a way that is meaningful and consistent. These are things that have been talked about. You know, you can watch dozens of videos from Josh Metal, for example, and you'll hear those same things over and over again, you know, regardless, uh, you know, of, of, you know, where, where he was sitting from a, from a Jersey perspective. Uh, and so I think that those, those things, a, a, a recognition of the kind of reality and the empathy for, for production, also a, an uncompromising um, opinion of, or, or belief that the only thing that a salesperson has to sell is ops. And so, you know, the, the ops team's not a means to an end. They're an integral part of the team. And mm. if anybody believes that they can, you know, take their fear and use that as a weapon to abuse somebody, you know, on, on the op side, um, they're sorely mistaken, right? Mm -hmm. That is that is absolutely not tolerated. Good. I got to tell you, that's sort of a, that was a learned moment for me early in my career when I thought they were a means to the end. They weren't like an integral part. And I, I, I was blessed to get one of the best processors to retrain my thinking. When she asked me this question, you'll love it. She goes, how'd that do for you this past week on a scale of one to 10? And I'm like, you were about a six, seven. She goes, I wasn't a 10. I'm like, no. And, and I tell her why. And she goes, you have a commitment for me. I'll be a 10. Would you like to know how you rated? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want that. So she gives me mine. And of course I'm lower than hers. And then she says the keyword. She goes, you want me to be a 10. So I'll expect nothing less from you. And that began the relationship where I realized she was an integral part of my success. So I could not agree more. Yeah, no, that, I mean, I can think of a dozen stories where, um, especially early in my career, I was, I was a terrible leader and, and a bad partner. Um, and, and there were people along the way that, that really helped me, um, come to those same realizations, Casey. I love that story. It's yeah, a, well, you know, we've all grown. I remember it used to be about me. And then I realized it's not, it's really not about me at all. It really isn't. And um, how blessed I am to have those people. But so you said something, if we can go for a moment, because leadership in your group, and my impression is there's this huge mentorship conversation among the leaders, that it's not a, I'm going to tell you what to do, but let me lead you to how to get that, get there. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, and and I'll take it one step further, Casey. Which is we've we've come to a, I, th I think a very important recognition that our company will only grow at the rate that we can grow leaders and and grow our our own leadership capability and be able to find those that are emerging leaders and bring them up. And this is a little bit of a different mindset than than I've seen demonstrated by you know other other you know companies in the industry. Uh, you know, in order for us to grow, we need to take branch managers and have them grow into area managers or, or regional managers organically. We need or we need regional managers to grow into division presidents. And, and the challenge that I've seen in the past is that those layers, because of the way that the, the culture is created and the compensation is structured, you know, once a regional manager has a branch, 
they don't want that branch manager to grow, right? It's actually, a, a, it's, they have a competing intention, right? Yeah. They want their production to grow, but they don't want their leadership to grow because there's fear that, you know, someday this person might replace me or, or kind of come out of my world. And that, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. We, we make it really clear up front that that will happen. It's not, it might happen. It's, it will happen because yeah. people come to the company to grow. They want to grow and they want to know that there's no glass ceiling that's that requires somebody to retire or die for them to break through. Right. Which is unfortunately how a lot of the, a lot of the other companies are. And so what we've seen emerge from that, to your point, is it started with, you know, kind of the initial co-creator group who has been really invested in the mortgage industry. We've we've been providing content and and um educational resources, any chance we could get at conferences, you know, through our friend, you know, Dave Savage with Mortgage Coach, uh, you know, many, many areas of, of our conduits where we can kind of share, you know, share our, our knowledge and experience. Well, we, we started off with that, but then what we found is that this culture has brought forward all of these emerging leaders and teachers that are now actively sharing. And mm. we can kind of take a step back while they and they're, they're closer to the customer than I am. Right. So I love the fact that they're, you know, bringing information that is modern and current, not stuff that was done back in 2018, which, you know, may or may not, you know, the fundamentals will never change, but there's certain things that, you know, are are obviously super relevant to, to this, you know, this current market. So that mentorship, uh, the coaching aspect of it is huge for us. Um, we, you know, uh, Navy SEALs train 98% of the time for 2% of, of activity. Right. And in the mortgage industry, we work 110% of the time and train zero. And expect to get better. Right. And, and you can learn from that on the job training, from, from getting, you know, uh, battle scars, right. That kind of sure. bring you back to the, to the next, you know, sales call a little bit stronger, but learning from other people's mistakes, mm. right. That, that is gold. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. It's interesting. Cause you know, I'm in the sp- training space, coaching space, and I'm watching lenders right now, are they going to retreat? Because remember, the last two years, we were privileged to bring in thousands and thousands of newbies. And now the question is, are they pouring into those newbies that they invested in to capture all the rain from the last two years that have yet to really know how to adjust to these new market conditions? Will they invest to make sure they preserve that um, the, those newbies that have jumped in because we mm-hmm. got some young, amazing talent. I mean, we do surveys all the time, Danny, to find out what is the um, average age of our students? Is the industry actually bringing in some young guns and lowering, <laughs> lowering our average age? Because you keep hearing, you know, how old we all are. You're not there yet, but uh, uh, I'm there. And then I'm like, and it is, we are getting um, a, a more youthful sales group if they can survive this transition. And mm-hmm. the key now is the opportunity where you said it, uh, listen, learn from other people's mistakes. You don't have to make them mentor. I've always said, find somebody who's exceptionally good and just follow what they're doing. I mean, it's not that hard model it. If they do it, you do it. It's not hard, but you have all these top producers in your company now. So it should naturally pull people up. that can decide to join your group. And so I just want to applaud you guys. Um, I love the standards. I am really big. People will rise to the occasion if you challenge them because they have the God-given talent. When you as a leader, and I'm going to say me as a leader, when we believe in someone, people are desperate for them, for, for people to believe in them. 
So Casey, I want to offer to, to anybody that watches or, or listens to this, something that's been a complete game changer for us and, and that any, and really anybody can implement um, into their strategy if they have a team or they're looking to kind of attract and grow people. So um, my, my friend and one of the other co-creators of, of Neo uh, came up with this idea of game film because he was going, to, we, we were having all these sales trainings where we were, we were describing these scripts and we would role play the scripts. Um, and that was, that was good. It was helpful. Certainly better than not, you know, having those role sure. play sessions and, and talking through the scripting. Um, but Mark said, you know what? I, I just, the way I learn, I need to see this happen. I need to see a live fire exercise. I can't just, <laughs> I can't do right. this at the range, right? I need yeah. a live fire exercise. So we started with the permission of our referral partners recording the sessions with them. Um, and, you know, uh, originators at all levels, right? Brand new people all the way up to, you know, the, the top producers in the company are sharing this game film. And some of it is just mind blowing. You'll, you'll see, you know, uh, a time where the originator gets into a um, sales call over zoom with a, a realtor and their opening line is, you know what? I'm, I'm only here because my broker said I should meet with you and I, I have another lender. And, you know, I kind of think this is going to be a waste of my time all the way to the end of that call where they're like, okay, you know, how do I refer you? What's the referral script again? And like that arc over a 60 minute window, like you can't replace that, you know, the, the, the like evidence of success there with a, with a role play, right. Cause it's real. And, and you can mm. watch it actually happen. And so if you're listening to this and, and you have, you know, meetings over Zoom, start recording them, share them with your teams. Those newbies, if they, if you're saying model and emulate the top producers, uh, you know, one, one of my very, very best uh, success stories in terms of bringing a, 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 you know, a young gun kind of up in the industry came from an accident, which was we didn't have a desk for them. So they sat in my office for nine months. And they listened to 100% of my calls, right? Because they were just sitting in a little folding table, you know, inside of my office. And they were able to just absorb through, almost through osmosis, that same kind of process. So game film will allow people to really, really deeply understand what you're doing. You need to do it smart, right? Don't like sneaky record, right? Make sure people know what's up and, and right, that, right. you know what you're going to use it for. Uh, but it's been an absolute game changer. Oh my God. Well, we're going to have to end on that note. That is you. I could talk to you for hours. Can we come? Would you come back? Cause I, I have, of course. A oh my gosh. This has been a blast. I would I do have this a anytime. Ton of questions of how did you get where you are? You know, sales PM. Anyway, uh, we'll end with that, but man, Danny has a great, great, great advice. Um, you know, it's interesting because we use in my company, we have a technology where um, our, uh, we record the calls when our salespeople are doing it and then we give them advice, right? Hey, mm -hmm. we can tell them what words, how many ums they use. Did they ask enough questions? Because if I'm selling sales training, we better be really good at sales training. So we have to constantly look at game film. I mean, constantly. But when you think about it for the, for the mortgage space, they don't. And man, great advice. Great advice. I just want to say thank you for the little bit of time. I am cheering for you and your company. Uh, and please tell all my friends over there. Hello. And I'm sure we'll get this out to them. But what a blessing it is to just spend a few minutes with you. Well, it's been an honor, Casey. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. All right, man. You have a great day. You as well. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check back for new episodes of Inside the Mortgage Mind, a podcast by Zenix, the Mortgage Academy. 
You can download our episodes wherever you love to listen to podcasts or on our website at zenix.com slash inside the mortgage mind.